This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene Marks, a very good morning. It's awesome to have you in studio. What a pleasure. I am so excited to be here. Only for you guys will I get up super early and make sure that I'm here on time. Absolutely amazing. So, how's your trip been? How's it been to be in South Africa? Um, it's be, first of all, it's a lightning trip. So, my apologies to anybody that I haven't seen or, right. or haven't gotten around to. And I would have loved to have uh, stayed longer. But yeah, it, it's been amazing to be back. Uh, and uh, live the full South African experience right. <laughs> with everybody, shedding, with the load shedding and, and the water shortages, guys. And the guys, potholes and everything. And the potholes. And, but the South African warmth. And, and the hardy dogs. But let me tell you something, nothing beats South Africans for friendliness, no for warmth, for service, and just for general awesomeness. No question about that. Israeli kids going back to school today. Why on a Friday? What is this? Because we're Israel and we have to be Dafkan because oh. I think parents have just had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It could be at midnight tonight. They're going. They are back to school. So that huge whoop of joy that you've heard resonating around the world this morning are Israeli parents saying, oh, thank God they've gone back to school. I think every parent that I looked at last week in the supermarket, wherever I was, just had that look, get these kids Away back from to school. Is that why no one's striking this year? Because normally this is quite unusual, actually. Oh, we had strike action oh, because, of course, uh, oh, okay, you know, it wouldn't be go. back to school without a, mm, a strike. Mm. And, and literally to, to the uh, 11th hour, there were agreements made and uh, uh, high school students will be going back to school. They start on Sunday. The uh, ah, the little okay. kids start today. From what I hear, the high school kids never even go to school in Israel. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> so expect your social media feeds to be inundated with back to school I pictures. I love back to school pictures. Everybody moans about them. Whether it's Israel, whether it's here, I don't care where it is. I love back to school photos because it says... It just says things are, are moving and it's positive and it's education and people are proud of their children. Like, I like back to school photos. And, and back to school is cool. It's a year full of promise. Mm, exactly. And, uh, you know, coming through two years of pandemic where children really lost out on a lot uh, around the world, wherever they were, it's, it's great to have them back in the classrooms and uh, out of the shopping malls. Uh, absolutely right. Okay, so uh, let's talk about some of the news in Israel. The, let's start off talking about the Libyan fallout because that just seems to – and I, I can't quite figure it because it does seem as though on the one hand the Israeli government was very quick to claim this um, and to almost show how well it's doing. But on the other hand, it did seem as though it was sanctioned from Libya – they were going to talk about, 
you know, and, and, and I worry that we put the Israeli government in an unenviable position because they can't defend something that they can't talk too much about. So what do we think really went on here? Well, these talks between the Israeli foreign minister and the Libyan foreign minister were meant to go under the radar. Mm. The United States is furious because from what we know behind the scenes, they had brokered this uh, very under the radar discussion between the two foreign ministers. And uh, it, it was meant to be hush hush. Libya and Israel regard each other kind of as hostile entities. I mean, we've just had this morning the Libyan prime minister speaking for the first time about this whole diplomatic spat, saying you know, we, are, we will not be normalizing with Israel, we support the Palestinians, and he said, you know, long live Libya, long live uh, the Palestinians and, and our hearts are with the Palestinian cause, so that's pretty much telling you exactly where they stand, uh, and, and I think there was the propensity to talk about these Libyan talks Maybe to draw attention away from the other uh, train smash comments made by other ministers in the government and focus on where Israel is growing diplomatically. Maybe because we have had the incredible news of Sierra Leone opening Mm, their embassy mm. in Jerusalem, Papua New Guinea opening their embassy in Jerusalem and and, uh, South American countries saying now we will be opening and also moving embassies to Jerusalem, that maybe Eli Cohen, who is... uh, a seasoned diplomat who, who really we looked at as one of our uh, better ministers in the government at the moment. He shouldn't have said anything. Uh, Netanyahu knew about the talks uh, and, and kind of slipped to, to the media. Yes, you mm, know, mm. nothing will be made public uh, without my um, uh, without my permission. And, and maybe part of it is is kind of to, you know twist the arms of the Saudis uh, as well to say, look, we're not just talking to you. We're starting to talk to uh, uh, the rest of the Arab world. But it backfired spectacularly. And now we have a situation where the Libyan foreign minister has fled to Turkey, fled for her life. So that's, that's also a terrible story. Shocking, shocking. And the prime minister saying this morning, this is the Libyan prime minister, he says that there will be harsh repercussions for her. And, and you know, it, it chills the blood when you, when you hear that. But what are the implications for Israel? Well, other countries are going to think, can we trust Israel now? Can we trust Israel to keep these talks mm, mm. under the radar? Or are we going to have another situation where uh, their top diplomat blurts to the, me- the media? So uh, it... it, it but is this now, does this mean that this relationship is effectively on hold? Between Libya and Israel, it's pretty much non-existent. Yeah, now. yeah, which is, which is so sad in a way because, yeah, it's, it's, it could have gone, it was going in the right direction. Well, absolutely. And it's a, you know, it's a message to our diplomats. Don't uh, speak in haste. Just, you know, just, just keep stum. Mm, mm. Well, we'll talk about stum. Talking about stum means quiet. And, and talking about that, there's a lot of the conversations that you and I have had are about the, some of the comments that come out of the Israeli diplomats or Israeli, even Israeli press. The, uh, 
sometimes they just on, on both sides actually on the left and on the right the left saying you know talking about in hyperbolic terms you know the end of democracy apartheid uh, you know situations where it's very clearly not it might be all sorts of things you don't like but it doesn't mean it's apartheid and on the other side you've got uh, the, the far right who are saying things that are very irresponsible about that are clearly discriminatory how do we get israeli politicians to stop talking well, is that rude? Uh, it's, it's, it's not rude at all. And, and I think, and, and I've certainly seen over the last couple of weeks, South Africans uh, here in South Africa, around the world and in Israel, mm, mm. really starting to, to speak out and say some of the comments that have been made by the uh, ministers in, in power, ministers like Ben Gavir, the heritage minister the other day who said something so profoundly offensive, I, I couldn't quite wrap mm, my head mm. around it. Um, South Africans are starting to raise the alarm. Now, let's be clear. Israel is not an apartheid state, and, and we're not heading towards uh, the end of democracy. We are seeing worrying signs, and, and, and we cannot uh, deny that. We have seen an erosion, you and I chatted about it, of women's rights in, in Israel. I, I think um, some emboldened by the far right and, and the fact that they basically can say whatever they want right now with impunity because they don't seem to be sanctioned by the prime minister. But uh, right now it, it's very, very difficult. Um, the comments made by ministers from the far right, Otsma Yodid party, uh, are, are hurting the country. They're hurting our uh, standing internationally. We have some of our allies in the Arab world who are very reticent mm, to do mm. anything with us. Uh, we are currently in a situation where the Emiratis will not meet with officials in the government uh, because of some of these comments. Uh, and every single day I'm hearing from South Africans saying this is raising our alarm systems. And, and, and maybe what is needed is for us to say to them, you know, kindly be quiet. Mm. But I, I really do think the same thing applies on the left. I, I think it's both sides. There just seems to be this... This lack of understanding, it, it's almost like we sit here in studio and we say things without being cognizant of the fact that there are tens of thousands of people listening to us. Uh, and, and we say things that we don't realize will have repercussions outside. I feel that, that to some extent Israel needs to just put its head above the parapet, look outside, look, and it's not about diaspora Jews. It's actually about Israel. Read the room. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's, it's, you know, and, 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 and I think a lot of the mistake in this conversation is often, well, it's not about you, diaspora Jew. Actually, you know, it's about us, Israel. But the reality is it actually isn't about us. I agree with you. It's about you. You are reflecting badly on you. And that is impacting in a way that you clearly aren't seeing. It's like, uh, there, there, there's a famous coaching idea that says, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. In fact, I think I need to make, write a whole article on that. I think, uh, I think because there's that's an article exactly, in there somewhere. There, there, that's exactly the message, now that I'm, I'm talking it through with you, that I'd love to give Israelis. You can't, you, you, you can't read the label properly from inside the bottle. Mm -hmm. And Israelis are so, and the politicians, and I even Israeli media is so inside this bottle that I don't think that they are, are, are able to read 
the label properly. Well, one thing about the Israeli media, and sometimes we really groan about it, is it is one of the most free medias in, which is in, awesome. in the world. Which is great, and, mm. and they will pounce on yes, on yes, everything. Yes. Uh, and, and yes, the you, you do get those on the left as well taking advantage of that and reading the, the media. Sometimes you would think Israelis are leaving the country in the dro- in the mm. droves mm. and there's mass panic, uh, and it's not the case. You know, on the ground in Israel, yes, there is huge concerns about where we are are going Getting. with these uh, proposed overhauls. Uh, but there's also a real sense of people wanting to stay in the country and wanting to fight for their their mm, country. So, mm. you know, the, this talk about the mass exodus is is very, very unrealistic. And, and also, let's talk about the protests for a second. You know, uh, I, I received a message from somebody the other day saying, is it safe to come to Israel? These protests <laughs> look dangerous. And I think they look like so much fun. They are so much fun. First of all, they're peaceful. There, yeah, there are very, yeah. very few incidents. I- incidents yeah. uh, and because they uh, have police involved obviously they're, they're going to get the media but they're peaceful, there's no uh, looting, there's no rioting, there's no violence, it, it's perfectly peaceful, so you know those, those few shots that you are seeing mm, in your media because mm. they are the money shots are not reflective yeah, of yeah. the rest of us, I mean you protest on a Saturday night and then you head into the mall for a coffee, right. that, that's it's, how you do it it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely fascinating to see, has Netanyahu in your view lost control of of his coalition sadly i think that he has uh, he is he seems to be unable i don't want to say unwilling because i i think that the prime minister is not a stupid man he he understands full well the implications of uh, mm. the, uh, the the comments made by his ministers i think he is probably regretting bringing them in because they hold the keys to his coalition. Mm, uh, mm. You know, if, if, they, if he doesn't toe the line uh, by uh, what they want, they threaten to collapse his coalition. And Netanyahu is a man who, who wants to retain that power at, at any cost. So uh, Israelis, and you can certainly see it reflected in the polls, are losing their confidence in Netanyahu as a, as a leader, his ability to reign in coalition members. And it's actually a very, very sad way for his legacy to go out. Mm, mm. Uh, well, it'll be an interesting one is, will this be the end of his legacy? Well, uh, don't discount Netanyahu. He is mm. the master strategist. Yeah, he's a survivor. He's, he's a, a real he's, survivor. He's a real survivor. So uh, we're going to have to see how this one plays out. But uh, I think he probably has a, a throbbing headache any, I'm given, sure. any given day. And we're not week. talking about his wife um, because... Boy, that is a headache. Anyway, Linda says uh, there was a joke with a picture of a mother waving her kids on their way to school. She says, I know school only starts next week, but walk slowly, (laughs) which is great. And then Leslie says this whole going back to school on the 1st of September in Israel is ridiculous, especially on a Friday. Uh, And then it's all disrupted again by Rosh Hashanah, etc. Really, they should only start school again at the end of all the Chagim. That would make so much more sense. And No, no, no. Rolene is saying, absolutely not, Leslie. Stop it. Absolutely stop it. Uh, She's having none of that, nor are Israelis.
you don't want to be stopped. They're going to have a photo of you, Leslie, at, at the passport control in Israel saying, do not let this woman in uh, <laughs> because she wants us to keep our kids home longer. It is 8 o'clock. I'm Howard Feldman. That was the Israel Report with Rolene Marks. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com.